Praise the Lord, everybody. Feels good in the house today. Another wonderful day to worship God. That was a wonderful lesson this morning. Good to get realigned every now and then, get put back in perspective what we're doing here, which is loving God and loving people. If anybody hasn't, didn't get a listen to that lesson, I advise anybody to go back and they, they have all that on podcasts, several different methods, and uh, even the, the Sunday school lessons over there. You can listen to all of them. Got a lot of good lessons over there. And it'll change your life, put you in the will of God, and you can continue on to fulfill His purpose He has for you, which is which is loving people, caring about them. Wonderful lesson today. Well, let's all stand. And uh, Brother Isaac, get ready to take up an offering. We're going to give unto the Lord, sing unto the Lord. We're going to give Him some due praise and thanks because He's worthy. He is worthy. Yes. He's a wonderful and great God today, and I love Him. I enjoy living for Him, and it's a wonderful life. And uh, let's just give it our all today. Let's give Him some thanks and praise today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I just feel like something good is about to happen. I just feel like something good is on its way. He has promised he would open all of heaven. And brother, it could happen any day. When God's people humble themselves and call on Jesus. And they look to heaven expecting heaven.
turn him around one day. He is worthy. He's a miracle worker. He turned my whole family around, and he's still pointing us in that direction. I heard a man say that uh, the will of God isn't a place or location. It's a direction, and God has you going in the right direction. You're in his will, and he's got, he's got us going in the right direction today. Praise the Lord. Y'all may be seated. Sister Debbie and Sister Judy are going to sing a special. Sister Judy, on her own, on her own. God to bless her, she sings, and uh, appreciate what God's doing in Judy's family. And, uh, God is a good God, a good God. So prayers don't go unanswered. Just keep trusting in God. Keep trusting Him. Praise the Lord. And I act so foolishly Facing problems on my own I don't know what's best for me My mistakes at times disturb All the plans you have made Lord, keep me in your way So I won't be in your way Put me where you want to Not where I want to be I should ask for things I want just give me what I need And I complain from time to time Forgive me, Lord, I pray Lord, keep me in your So I won't be in your Just give me what I need 
I complain from time to time Forgive me, Lord, I pray Lord, keep me in your will So I won't be in your way I need you, dear Lord Each and every single day Keep me in your will So I won't be in your way Lord, keep me in your will So I won't be in your way God to deliver the word of God. And I want to say I've said it often a time oftentimes, me and Brother Eric and we joke around with each other quite a bit. But he's a very good man of God and uh I've grown to love him very much over these last few years and uh he uh you know, I still don't really know what he does for a living, you know, what he's what he's good at, you know, all of these professional something, are you what? But it doesn't really matter about all those things because I know what he is good at, and that's being a willing vessel, serving the Lord all these years. And uh, I don't know how many times I come to, I have a problem or something on my mind as a married, as a, just a man or a married couple or whatever, and we'll come to church and he'll give us a lesson or a sermon, and it's right exactly answers a whole bunch of questions that I've got in my mind. And uh, he lets God use him to take care of us, and that, that's what I appreciate. That's the quality I'm looking for. And, uh, and he does that very well. We appreciate him here. Love you. Thank you, John. Appreciate you. Praise the Lord, church. So good to be here with you today. And we say thank you to all, everyone that is here. Come and uh, <clears throat> for the Lord to build a church in Chelsea, he has to build it on people, not on this facility. We're going to try to make the facility look as good as we can along the way. But that's not where the real building is happening. It's happening with people that are willing to let the Lord use them for the, for the great things he has planned. Amen. Turning to your attention this morning to Psalms 24 and 1, I just want to read one verse of Scripture and um, go off in a tangent. Amen. So glad for the word of the Lord. Looking forward to camp this week. And uh, we have our special meal coming up later on at the end of the month. And looking forward to uh, Indian tacos, whatever that means. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, appreciate you all being a part of that. Psalms 24 and 1. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. That just about wraps it all up. <clears throat> it's the Lord's. It's the Lord's. Would you pray with me, Lord? I pray that you'd bless your word. Thank you for the word of God today. Lord, I pray, O oh God, that you'd be with me right now. Lord, that you touch every heart and life. 
Lord, that your will would be done in this place. We give you thanks and praise. What an honor it is to serve Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that you bless each and every one, that your spirit speak to us today. I pray that there be a wonderful spirit of willingness, of faithfulness, uh, Lord, and obedience in the house. For we ask it in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. If we could ever have it clear in our minds as we're living in this life that everything is the Lord's and that he has uh, given to us, he has blessed us, and uh, we, are, we are blessed of the Lord with all that the Lord has done for us. But there are two issues today that, that complicate this powerful verse, and I want to talk to you about them. First is, of course, the devil. He doesn't know it's all the Lord's. He thinks he's the prince of the power of the air. He thinks he's the ruler of darkness. He thinks that somehow he can say uh, and use scripture against the Lord. Yea, hath God said. He thinks he can come in and, and everything is his. And, and uh, if anybody changes and becomes a believer in Jesus Christ, it's because they, they no longer are his. No, they were never his. And that the Lord's plan today is bigger than what the devil thinks. The Lord's plan is bigger than what the enemy is doing in our world today. The wor yeah, the plan of God is bigger in your home and in your influences and all that you touch today because God's plan is great. Amen. <coughs> Pardon me. He needs a wake-up call today. How did that change? Well, it happens when finally somebody who believes the word of God, a uh, faithful Christian, all of a sudden says, you know what? I'm not going to accept that, that that's the devil's. I'm going to start praying in Jesus' name, and God's going to save my spouse. God's going to move in that situation. God's going to touch my family. God's going to help my neighbors. Amen. And we start to pray saying, I don't believe it's the world of darkness. I don't believe it's the devil. I don't believe that he has any power. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad to be on the winning side today because when it all comes down uh, to filling, uh, figuring it all out, uh, the devil needs to find something out. His word will not change. His word is forever settled in the heavens. Uh, there's no question today. And as long as I stay and leave this thing that the earth and all that is therein is the Lord's. I'm going to be able to start to have of the plan of God in my life. I'm going to start to be able to figure out what really is important in my life. I'm going to start to figure out where God is working and moving my life because I can trust him with everything because it's all his. It's all his. We're the people of faith. We're the people of promise today. We're learning today in our lives that we live, that we could stand on the word. Can you imagine the, the, the craziness of the apostle in prison, in the, in the inner caverns of the, of the prison? Utter darkness, no electricity, no lights on, midnight hour. And finally, there's somebody who believes that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. 
and they begin to sing praises unto God. And they begin to trust the Lord. They begin to call upon his name. And in the midst of darkness, with chains about their necks and their, and their feet and their, and their ankles, all of a sudden, something changes. And all of a sudden, the bondage breaks off. And the doors open. And the prisoners begin to gather in because they want to see this great thing. Can you imagine what the enemy found out that day? Wait a minute. I thought darkness was mine. Wait a minute. I thought this was all my world. Oh, for a church today that understands her place in the community in 2023. Oh, for a church today that believes that we are the people of the name. We are the people of the word of God, and his word will not change. And that we can live our lives today built upon the principles of God's word. So the whole enemy, the devil as we know him, is really a house of cards. Boy, you pull out that bottom card out from under him, and I don't care how tall it is, I don't care how big it is, it's all coming down. Why? Because God made this so that his people could be the ones that would put the feathers and chains upon kings of darkness and bring about victory in the world that they were living in. Yeah, that's what Psalms 150 says. Praise the Lord. But the second problem of the scripture, not that God has problems, but let me just say that we do. The second problem is us. We also forget what's the Lord's. I don't, I don't know that we mean to do it. I don't think that we, it's in our heart to be contrary with God or his will. But I think that somehow we, we have come to be able to kind of compartmentalize our lives. Well, Sunday, you know, that's, that's the Lord's Day. We're, we're going to go to church. We're going to go to Sunday school. We're going we're gonna to be, uh, you know, go out with the people of God, have lunch, going to have a great time. It could be our day because we believe the truth. But then somehow we can look at the things and it's my car, my house, my job because of my value in the company. My talents, the church would be lucky if I ever showed them what I could do. My ability, my good looks, my whatever, I don't know what else I can think of out of hand. And all of a sudden, we've lost everything because to come back down to this one principle that God, it's his, and he's just waiting for someone to apply the word in their life. Hallelujah. For someone to finally say, it's all God's. But I willingly, I willingly want God to know anything I have is his. Oh, I'm not taking up an offering. Don't worry. I'm not, I'm not asking for any money today. I'm not, I'm not here to do that. But I am here to try to get you to realize, oh, if I could kind of blend your whole week together this week and just say, every morning when you get up and pray, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. There's nothing that isn't God's. But oh, he'd be delighted if I was willing to share it with him. Oh, yes, he blessed me with everything I have. He gives me breath in my lungs. He gives me strength in my arm. He's blessed me with talent. He's blessed me with responsibility. He's blessed me with a wonderful family. 
But it would be nice to be able to share it with the Lord and say, oh, God, I give you credit. Oh, Lord, you're the one who's blessed me. It's you, Lord. I've been living all these years, not on borrowed time, on blessed time. All my possessions, all my knowledge, all my relationships, all my wonderful marriage I have. Thank you, Jesus, for it's the blessings of the Lord that gave me that. I just wish someone would understand today. I don't want you to compartmentalize anymore. I don't want you to say what's God on Sundays and Wednesday Bible study, but all the rest of the week, it's mine. Because we're like the monkey with the coconut. They wanted to catch him. And so they tied a knot in the coconut so it wouldn't leave the tree. And then they drilled a hole in it just big enough for a monkey's fist to climb in there and get in that coconut. And there they put things that that coconut that that monkey wanted, a banana. And he would reach in and get it. And he grabbed that thing. And he couldn't pull his arm out. And he was tenacious. He wouldn't let go. Oh, that's my banana. I'm not leaving without it. And he couldn't get his hand out. And, and they trap monkeys like this. They really do it. And, and he, can't get his, he can't get it out because he never, he didn't have his hand in the same place that he did when he started. And we as human beings, I'm just telling you today, we could have life a lot more, a lot happier, a lot more fulfilling. A lot, a lot more of God days and moments in our life when we aren't trying to say, no, you can't move right now. I've got this. My kingdom. My glory. My stuff. Yeah, we're the second half of the dilemma of this scripture. Because we think... Well, God, I'll go to church and you can bless me. When I leave, it's all mine. You have to change your thinking today. This message isn't about tithes and offerings. This message isn't about those things. It's a message to say, have you considered your life lately that this is the wing, the very thing that God is waiting for, for you to finally say it's his. I, I heard the story of the little boy whose toy that he loved dearly broke. And, he, and, and it was, he was frustrated and he didn't know what to do. And finally, the last resort, he took it to dad. His dad could fix it. And, and finally, the little boy wouldn't let go of it. No, no, no you, you fix it, but I, I want to hold it. It's mine. And, and finally, the father said, if you want me to fix it, you're going to have to let go of it. And my message today in the church is that God wants us to trust him. Amen. It's in our spirit. It's in our DNA to want to hold on to things. It's mine. It's mine. You'll never take it out of my grimy hands until I'm cold and, and in a tomb. It's mine, and you can't have it. I just want more, God. God, pour out more. God, I want your blessings, but I'm not willing to open my hands. I'm not willing to receive. And the message of the gospel is that God wants to pour out blessings upon you today. That's the good news today, is that we have a God who not only wants you to come to a facility, to a church, but he said, I will dwell in them. 
Ah, they will be my temple. They will be my place of my sanctuary. I will dwell in their hearts. Amen. I will take away their old stony heart and I will give them a fleshly heart. Oh, yes. That's what God wants. He wants us to be willing to say, for the greater good, I'm willing to say that's God's. And I'm just going to have God's will in my life today. Amen. Unfortunately, we don't learn these things until we no longer have all the things that take care of us, our good job. It's kind of like when you lose your job, that you begin to appreciate some things that God is doing along around the edges. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, we left. I, I, I was working for Marriott and food management there in Bartlesville years ago, and, and I mean, it was a good job. They were getting me ready I was to start training for being a super uh, district manager for that over the accounts and, and uh it was exciting. I was head over their safety division of, of going into all the different units of the cafeterias around and, and doing up all the reports and all those things. And, and it, life was good. We had good, I had dental, I had uh, whatever it's called when you uh, workman's, workers, workman's comp and, and uh, in case I got hurt on the job, it would give me my disability pay for X amount of years, you know, and all the things that any good company would probably do for you. I was pretty, pretty fat, pretty good. Good two cars, nice house. Started buying rentals. That was my downfall. <laughs> and and life was good. And then all of a sudden, I just felt like I wanted to get myself to a place where God. I, I'd heard so much that God would bless, would take care, but I I had so many provisions in place that I. God was going to have to really work hard to try to bless me because I already had all these protections in place. And I, I really, really bothered me. I thought, it's crazy. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying me at the time. I was worried, distressed about this. And so God sent us to Springfield, Ohio. We made $300 a week. <laughs> we lived in a parsonage that was full of bats and rats. I tell Elaine, you go low, I'll go high. <laughs> and, and I had a good tennis racket for those bats. Yeah, pretty good shot. Really, honestly, I only had to fight with one, but it was bad. But, but my point being that then, all of a sudden, there was a family who, they, they took care of veterans, and they had this payments that they would give them food su subsidies and and all of a sudden they would bring over a box of of cereals and and candy bars and things for the boys and and it was so kind of them and uh we were supposed to have medical insurance but it, it, through misunderstandings or whatever it, it never happened and so uh, and so all of a sudden Marriott called me and said that they would extend it I wasn't even working for them anymore, but they, of course, wanted us to come back. And, and just the Lord started taking care of these things for us. And Elaine would go to a, a certain doctor, and, and they wouldn't charge her. And just, just amazing how God began to take care of us when I, I wasn't going to lean on my own ability. And that was my start of my ministry. Here I am today. <laughs> Fatter thicker. <clears throat> Blessed to the Lord. We're nothing, but I'm just saying God wants to reveal himself in your life today. And if you've been taking too much on yourself, 
That's what Satan said. I will rise up to the walls of the north. I will be like God. I will do this. I will do that. That, that is the ap absolute opposite of what God wants in our life. He doesn't want us to be self-sustaining. Now, his blessings allow us. His blessings provide for us. I have a good job, thank, thankfully. I've got these things that we have that the Lord blesses us through those things. But today, today, we're learning the lesson that it's time to let go of the toy and let our Heavenly Father fix it. And God wants to do that for you. What a simple message I know, and I forgive me for not wowing you for any incredible theological truths here. But you know what we need? We need to let go and start letting God have his way in our life. You say, uh, Brother Erickson, I can't afford it. No, you can't think that way. You can't think of church as a tax on you. If I didn't go to church, I wouldn't have all these costs. You can't think that way. We're truly, honestly, I, I smoked for a short while, just a, not a lot, just a little, but I thank God I'm not doing that today. I'd hate to think over these, you know, 40 years I've been in that period of time when I used to smoke. I wonder how many packs I would have gone through by now. I'm not saying anyone's wrong. I'm saying for me, I need to thank God that the Lord is keeping me. He's, he's helping me. What about all the perversions of my life, all the things that were wrong, all the ways that I handled people incorrectly, all the, the things that I wanted that I shouldn't have. When I've learned to trust the Lord, lean not on my own understanding, but in all of my ways, acknowledge him. God, help me to give back. Do you know God's blessings? If you ever did a, someday I'll do a scriptural Bible study with you on this. But all of things that we possess, everything that God puts in our lives, are all cyclical. And the idea is that God does a complete circle in our life. He blesses us, and then we give of ourselves, our time, our talent, our finance, and then God comes around, and, and men, what, what does that scripture say? Give, and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shake it together, shall men give unto you. See, it's not a ball and chain with God today where he says, do it or I won't bless you. But he said, if you'll just walk by faith, give him a chance. If you'll just trust the Lord today, then all of a sudden, this whole cycle of God's stuff, I call it God's stuff, has a way of coming back and circling around again and again and again, and our lives are blessed. And we need to give. We can't be a cistern. That was a, that was a piece of rock that they had in the Old Testament that, that, that was a crevice that had no breaks, that had no, no cracks in it, and they could pour their liquid in it, rather water or wine or something into it, and it would, it would preserve it, it would hold it in place. But the prophet, the Lord spoke to the prophet Jeremiah and said, you tell Israel that they are a bunch of broken cisterns. He said, they think they're holding all this of God's promises in their life, 
where they've got cracks in their, in their thinking, and it's all oozing out, and there's no way to, for God to replenish it again. So God wants you to give willingly, not grudgingly. God wants you to see and understand that by faith today, the whole plan of God is that I would be involved in that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. There are five quick thoughts I just want to leave you, and I, they, they, I promise you it won't take but a moment. If we're going to receive more, God wants us to care for the things he has given us so that we are careful with it. Not like the man with the one talent who hid it because he was afraid of his Lord. The Bible said the outcome of that man was not good. But the man who had received five talents from the Lord, he took those five and invested them and used them, and God gave him five more. Plus, God gave him the one from the one who would not do anything with it. We were called today not to live a hardship life. I just think maybe the Lord is waiting for us to give what we have to him so that he can work from that premise from his word that I can trust him. So here they are, five things. Number one, it all belongs to God. Living for God involves us learning our lifestyle and our habits based on knowing that, that everything is the Lord's, and I want God to have it in my life. Number two is understanding your place. It's not, we are not servants to give back to the Lord. We are servants today to realize that we are responsible to handle what God has given to us. But it's our choice, our blessing, our privilege, our joy to give back to the Lord. That is what the Lord has given you. You can give Jesus a Christmas gift every day of the year. I'm not talking about all your money. I don't want your money. I want you to simply be willing to say, Lord, it's all yours, and I'm going to live for you. The next one is this. is the importance of trust. I can trust the Lord today. I don't have to worry about if he's going to pull the, the rug out from under me. His blessings are so consistent and so complete in the word of God that not only did he say that he would bless us, but he also said that he would take care of these different facets of our life and he would help us. No, you could trust the Lord today, whether you have a, if you'll allow me to say, a janitorial job, whatever that would mean, of pushing a mop, or it means you're a white-collar executive over a major car corporation, a good one, a good car corporation. It doesn't matter. God's blessings operate the same way in our lives because we trust him. If we don't trust him, I'm like the little boy that holds and pulls back my toy so my daddy can never fix it like I want him to because I'm not willing to give and allow that to happen. The fourth is trust him with everything that you have. That's the hardest, isn't it? For today, I've got everything just the way I want it. Got my little world I'm living in. I'm happy about it. And in my mind, sometimes I think all, God, I, will, all I want God to do is add to it. Sometimes he wants us to give A so that he can give us C, D, and E 
And we just have to trust the Lord today that he is always doing things for your good and will never hurt you. And lastly, the Bible simply says, faith says it requires me to have obedience. I just need to do it. Sometimes I've had young men come to the Lord and make steps in God, and they want to know what they should do. And they don't have enough money to give. I remember Brother Moss taking what was given to him in the church, and he would give it right back to him. He said, you did what you were supposed to. Now let me help you. What a spirit that is. Because we want people to find out that God's word is true today. Amen. I want to conclude with this thought today. We sing that song, Trust and Obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. How could you live your Christian life without thinking you were going to get around those two things? We will always have to trust him and will always require us to do something that may not be obvious at the moment and may require something from us only to see God richly bless us and take care of us. The devil will never learn, but we can learn. The devil will always think that he's the prince of the power of the air. That may be true in, in location, but it's not true, for he does not, for the Bible says that by Jesus Christ do all things consist. Everything comes back to God operating this thing. He created it. It was his plan, and he's making it continue for your generation and your next generations to follow. All so that we can learn to trust and obey. Would you stand with me today? I want you to experience God fulfilling his word in your life. It's not just an apostolic doctrine that we have here at the church, but I want you to be able to say truly, truly, God is working in our family. We changed, and we're doing some things differently, and the Lord is going to bless it. Amen. If there's anything ever we could do, we want you to be successful. And this isn't really, I also have to trust God. I have to trust that he's going to take care of my wife and I. And whether I come in through the offering pan or God blesses us with a neighbor bringing us vegetables, it doesn't matter. God will take care of us. God will take care of you too. Amen. I just want you to realize the blessings of it. Amen. I want you to not only have your back knowledge, your, your remembrance of what he has done, but this week I want God to do something fresh and new for you. This week I want God to bless you in a new way. And the only way that happens is to be that, that one that says, God, all that I have is yours. Just let me walk with you. Let me trust you. Let me love you. Would you reach out to the Lord right now, right where you're standing? Amen. We can trust him today. Amen. Amen. The only way you can know today if you are truly living for God is a reflection of how and what you do with God's word in your life.
Amen. We could talk about a big talk about what we've seen and where we've been and what we've done. But oh, far more important than that is I want people to see the Word of God in life form in my life. That's what I want them to see. I want them to know today that I believe the Word and I'm proving the Word in my life. Even more importantly, I want them to feel and know the love of God because I can know it for myself today. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. He's a good God. He's for you today. Amen. The Bible simply says this concerning the enemy of your soul, that he is here to steal and to kill and to destroy. But my friend, God is the very opposite of that. He came to give life he came to restore and renew. And he came to set us on a course to have everlasting life. That's the picture of the world we live in today. The devil, he's deceived. He doesn't know his head from the hole in the wall. He doesn't realize today that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. But we who trust the word of God today, let us act upon that faith in God's word and watch the Lord bless your life. Amen. In ways that you never knew was possible. I can't promise you he's going to give you a million dollars. I can't promise you he's going to buy you a new car. But I can promise you this, that one way or another he's going to help you to be successful every day of your life. He's going to build new relationships. He's going to let your love be deeper and stronger and better than it ever was before. He's going to let your faith be stronger and brighter. Amen. And he's got a home prepared for you, even after all the blessings God will do here in this earth today. Amen. Amen. Why don't we sing a song? Give up and let Jesus take over give up and let jesus let him take over give up and let jesus take over and he oh let jesus take, take over today hallelujah for you I'm not questioning your salvation today. I'm just telling you, it gets better and better and better as you trust him. Amen. Take over. Give up. And let Jesus. Let him take over. Give up. And let Jesus. Take over. And let Jesus take over. How many would do that today? Give up. I thank God for your faith when you walked through those doors this morning. I thank God for your salvation and all that you've seen God do in your life up until now. I'm not taking away from that. I'm not calling you a sinner today because something is wrong. 
I'm trying to get someone to realize God wants us to finally give up our toy, let God have it, and let him fix it in your life today. Amen. What a simple message I know. But oh, today, he's waiting for you today to say, not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Amen. Oh, would you worship the Lord right now? Would you thank him? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's time to give up. Give over. Let the Lord have his way in your life today. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. There's always an evaluation on the job. Oh, I used to dread those. Sit down with my boss out there in the cafeteria or wherever. Thankfully, I had a cup of coffee to steal my nerves. And there I waited to find out what they thought I was doing right. And then what they would tell me I was doing wrong. How I could improve. How I could be better on my job. But oh, I have to say... Overall, I'm glad to know, because then I could start working a little harder in some of those areas and become better at it. <clears throat> One year, accidentally, the district superintendent manager gave me a 100%, and the headquarters in Menlo Park, California, made him change it. <laughs> that doesn't mean I was perfect. It means he was just had a good day, and I was at the right time at the right place. <laughs> but I think that what we need today is to be able to leave here and just say, Lord, examine me. Not to cast me down, not to condemn me, not to judge me. But Lord, help me to realize today what I've been holding a little hard, a little too hard to, a little too long to. And Lord, let me begin to trust you. Because I want God's blessings in my life today, not just yesterday. God bless you. You all have a wonderful week. Remember, no Wednesday night service this week only. Um, if you want to, if some of you aren't going to go to camp, uh, if you want to gather together and get together and have a time of fellowship, uh, I recommend anything you can do with God's people. You'll never go wrong. God bless you.